Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Hank McClarty from Gratis Capital. Hank, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. It's great to be here. Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get in the industry in the first place? Well, I actually got in the industry of wealth management right out of college. Uh, I started with Merrill Lynch and uh, was between Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley. was there for almost 15 years and then... uh, wised up and decided to start my own firm uh, 17 years ago. So I've been in the business, you know, a little over 30 years, but started off on the big firm side for the first 14 years or so, and then started my own firm, Gratis Capital. Well, congratulations. I also started at Merrill Lynch in the business a very, very, very long time ago. You know, just real quick, what inspired you to leave the big, was Gratis Capital the first and only firm you started when you left or was there an iteration along the way? Oh, yeah, good question. I think what it, I'll start with the first part. What inspired me to leave? I think the success that I had um, at Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley, uh, I finished up at Morgan Stanley. So when I left Morgan Stanley, I think out of 14,000 advisors there, I was number eight. It was on the Barron's top 100 list and so forth. So at a young age, I was 34 when I left, um, I had achieved a great deal of success. Almost all of my success came from clients that were business owners. So we were doing an awful lot of financial planning, tax strategy, a lot of things outside of just the investments. And most of the people, those big firms, the advisors, they focused just on investments. And so I realized that I needed a deeper bench to address those issues that were really important to my clients, like estate planning, tax strategy, and just general business planning, transactions and things of that nature. So I thought it would be better for me and for my clients to be able to build that team myself. And it's very difficult to build a team like that within the big, the big brokerage firms. So that was the reason that I left. I started Gratis because my story is a little different. When I left Morgan Stanley, I had uh, almost a billion under management and was doing extremely well as a 34-year-old. But due to many different circumstances that came together, Morgan Stanley was very upset when I resigned and the situation from a legal perspective got really ugly. So I ended up not bringing any of my clients from Morgan Stanley and started Gratis Capital with zero clients. And so I basically had to start over. So it was a humbling process to go through, um, one that had a really deep impact on me, I think, as a leader and as a father. And so I named the company Gratis because it means grateful in, uh, in Latin. And I thought that with everything that I went through, it was going to be kind of a different direction where the big firms are kind of focused on assets and revenues and kind of selling products and so forth. This was going to be a firm focused on clients and focused on the well-being of clients and that, you know, we would build a culture of humility and gratitude and things of that nature. So what I went through leaving Morgan Stanley to start the firm was pretty tough, but um, I think the end result of that was actually something that turned out to be a great thing. Well, that is, honestly, that's beautiful. I love it. Um, I went through 
something similar when I left AG Edwards, where they came after me. But luckily, I had a wonderful securities lawyer who helped with my transition and got them to go away. So I've been through that along with the growing pains. You're absolutely right. It wasn't like you could bring an accountant or an estate attorney on staff at you know, Morgan Stanley, they wouldn't have super, could said, we can't supervise them. That's not our business. Um, so you're absolutely right there. So talk about the evolution of Gratis over the, first of all, where'd you come up with the name? It's where, where'd you come up with the name from? And then talk a little bit about the awesome team you've built. Yeah, I think, you know, the name, um, as I said, it, it's a Latin word for grateful. And it was really important to me, you know, typically RIAs, Registered investment advisors, um, you know, when they name the company or Wall Street firms, they're, they've got a name that is kind of the founder's last name or it's a name that has something to do with money or Wall Street or I don't know, some figurative name they're trying to come up with to represent um, wealth and so forth. And I just wanted to do things very differently. And so I tried to focus on a name that would embody what the firm trajectory was going to be, what our focus was going to be, and what our culture was going to be. And so humility, gratitude, those types of things is what I wanted to focus on. And I did not want my name in the name of the firm. I didn't want it to have anything to do with Wall Street. So that's how I came up with the name. As far as building the team, we've been on a, a little bit of a different journey. Um, as you might imagine, starting a firm with no clients and no assets and starting over after I had achieved so much success at a young age was difficult. It was difficult for the ego and it was difficult work. I mean, it was hard work. So the, we built the, we started building the company and bringing in new clients and so forth and, and adding a new team member here and there and adding new software here and there and, and just growing the firm. And then in 2019, uh, a year before I was turning 50, I, and this gets back to building the team, your question, but right before I was turning 50, I really started thinking about, you know, okay, we're at a couple of billion dollars now. We're on Forbes top 100 list and doing well, but am I really giving this, this company uh, everything I have? How do I want to finish? You know, now that I'm turning 50, I started thinking about these things. And so I was like, okay, we can continue to grow and, you know, maybe end up at three or 4 billion and enjoy a lifestyle. Or do I want to do something extraordinary with this company, you know, in the final 15, 20 years of my career? And I decided that, you know, for me personally, I just wanted to leave everything on the field and do something really extraordinary. So I set a vision from the firm after we had been around for, what, 14 years. Um, I set a new vision for the firm to 10x our company over a 10-year period. And not only to 10x the company, but to increase and improve our client experience while doing that, which is very difficult because usually when you're growing rapidly, the client experience suffers. And... Um, and then the third prong of our vision was, you know, the 10X. The second prong was the client experience. And the third was I wanted all of our team members to be raving fans of where they work and really create a culture and environment where people brag about, you know, being a part of this company and so forth. So the client experience and the team member experience are, are two things that are very difficult to grow and enhance while you're growing a company. And so I thought it would be extraordinary to accomplish those those three things all at one time. And so we had to come up with measurement tools for the client experience and measurement tools for the team experience, along with obviously it's easy to measure uh, if you're 10Xing your earnings and revenue and assets. And so what happened as a result of creating this vision, I had to change the team. 
Um, I had to look around and see who were the players on the team that were going to help us get to where we needed to go to execute this vision. And then um, I had to make some changes. So the team that we have in place now, uh, I rebuilt the leadership team. You know, I doubled the size of the firm in terms of people we've hired. We were about 20 people when I came up with this vision and we're 54 now. So in the last 14 months, we've hired 24 people. So we have really been on a fast track of growth, scaling, but also really focused on um, the client experience and the team experience. So the team building has really come when I set that vision. That vision became our North Star. So all of our hiring, all of our decisions are based around that vision. And before, when we did not have the vision, the team building was just kind of, we need a new person here. We need a new person there. The decision-making wasn't nearly as focused and intentional as it has been since I set that vision for the firm. So that is absolutely incredible. So let's talk about that. So let's talk, number one, um, how do you hire and train fast enough to keep up with that type of growth? Well, one of the things that I mentioned that I, I reset the leadership team. So uh, one of the, the key parts of our success has been hiring the right people. So uh, going through and, and making sure that we had an awesome director of HR, uh, director of operations, I brought in um, a president. I had never had a president before. So I, I had to do a lot of um, self-evaluation of what my skill set was as a CEO and good or bad, I'm good at, a, at only a few things. Uh, I'm good at two or three things and I'm really good at them. And all the other things that a typical CEO is good at, I'm not very good at. And I had to recognize that and say, okay, if we're going to really achieve this vision for the firm, I need somebody that's great at all of these things I'm not very good at. So the first thing I did was seek out a president and I hired an amazing partner um, who came from a 50,000 employee company He's an operator, day-to-day process procedures, workflows. And so he and I started creating the culture of this. I would say we're almost a startup, even though we're 17 years old, because our growth rate is so high at this point. And the people that we're bringing on, we're having a lot of fun, but we're a high-growth company now. And so when I brought in the president, we created an entirely new hiring process. And so going through the process that we do now to hire uh, it's extensive and it's uh, time consuming, but the people that we've added to our team, I would put up against any team out there. And that thankfully, most of that has come from the president that I hired and the people that he's hired around him to create this hiring and onboarding and integration process for our new team members. That is awesome. So how do you, obviously things change. You, you mentioned when you start over and you have no clients, um, you've evolved a lot over the years now that obviously there's billions of dollars of assets under management. Who is an ideal client for you now and how do you bring them in the door? So I think the ideal, what we've done is we've built a team of expertise. Um, so we manage all of the money that we manage for our clients in-house, meaning we have analysts that select the stocks, analysts that select the bonds, the, the private investments, the all of that. And so I have built a team on the investment strategy side that is very customized for the clients and the investments that we pick. Also, the advisors that work with the clients, most of them are CPAs, certified financial planners. Uh, Several of them have legal backgrounds. They're JD and things of that nature. And the reason we hire these these people with this expertise, obviously, it's much more costly to, to bring a team like that together. 
But our ideal client is a business owner that is having either had a liquidity event or is approaching a liquidity event because all the tax and um, all the tax planning and, and transaction strategy that goes into that, my team is experts on that. So when we have a, someone that is planning a transaction or has done a transaction, our ability to walk them through all of the generational planning for trust and estate, for tax, and marry that with our investment strategy is key. Most firms, in my opinion, don't have the bench strength that we do with all of those different aspects. So somebody that's saying, listen, I spent my whole life being concentrated in a single stock or in a company. Now it's time for me to diversify and take all this concentrated risk that I've had and diversify it with a team that can take it and run with it for me and I can hand it off to them. That's the perfect client for us. That makes a lot of sense. And then how are you bringing them in the door now? So an awful lot of our growth comes from referrals. Um, I would say most of our growth comes from referrals from existing clients, from other uh, professional advisors like CPAs and attorneys. We also get a lot of referrals from our respective custodians. So we custody clients' assets with Schwab and Fidelity, and we get a lot of referrals from them as well. So I would say 99% of our business, new business is coming from referrals from either clients other professionals or the custodians that we work with. And your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? The people part of it. Um, it didn't take me long to answer that. I love building the team. So um, we have extraordinary people on our team. And I, even when we were a third the size we are now, I wouldn't necessarily have said, I'll go into battle with anybody on my team. Today at 52 people, I'll go into battle with anybody on my team. And so watching, watching our process, our evolution, watching the light bulb go off with some of our younger talent, grooming some of our younger talent to be directors or C-level executives, that's what gets me up in the morning. Um, and that's what really gets me excited. And so it's been so fun to bring in this other leadership that is so much better than me in all the areas that they're that they focus on and watching them come together as a team and, and bring in new team members and execute initiatives and things of that nature has been an awesome process. I think the thing I've learned the most from that is there were so many years that I was struggling to build this business and kind of start over. Had I known where we were going to be today, I could have relaxed and enjoyed the journey. <laughs> But there were so many days that I was anxious and what's the next decision going to be? How are we going to get the next client? How are we going to hire the next team member? Just constantly in a state of anxiety and working around the clock. Um, it, had I known where we were going to end up, I could have enjoyed that ride a little more. And, you know, if there was ever, if I would ever talk to a younger version of me and go back, I would say, keep working hard, but relax and enjoy the ride. Because the journey is... Um, much more satisfying. The ups and downs of the journey is much more satisfying than the win. And um, I spent a lot of time focused on a year out, a two years out, three years out, instead of focusing on the present moment and just enjoying the ride. And I, I wish I had done that more of that. I was going to ask you that question. Um, so thank you for answering it in advance. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for us to send them to find out about more about you and about the firm? I think the best place is just to go to our website. You know, we, we have a, a website's a little less than a year old and it's really refreshing and 
and cutting edge and it's got some really good information about our firm, our process, our team. We're always adding to it. And that's just www.gratuscapital.com, um, G-R-A-T-U-S capital.com. So I think that has a lot of good information. As far as my background, podcasts and stories that I've done, you know, so anybody can Google me. Um, Hank McClarty. Um, so I think that's the best way to get information. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. This has been Seth Green with Hank McClarty of gratuscapital.com. Hank, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, bud. Good to see you. Likewise, and thank you not only for sharing your time, but for what you've done for the industry. You are a wonderful example of what is possible when you get out of your own way, get the right team together, and then you know, sky's the limit. So thanks again for your time. Thanks everybody for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time.